Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. As always, I'm so ready for this, <laughs> for today, and uh, yeah, we had the privilege again of our grandson sleeping with us last night, and during the morning hours, he is so funny. Um, when he wants attention, he's sleeping. But I think his nappy was a little bit wet. I missed it somewhere. And then I had to change him. But there's a good story behind this story, okay? So just hang in there. God just shows me so many things. And it was starting to bug him. So he lifts up his legs in the camping cot and then he hits it down like this. Then he goes like, Doosh! Doosh! <laughs> Omar, please come. <laughs> and, um, and me and, and Pastor Yaku woke up with this banging sound. And um, we were laughing. We couldn't stop laughing because... <laughs> and I think many times, and of course, I, I heeded to his request. I immediately put on a dry nappy for him. And, uh, you know... I just realized that I didn't wait another hour. I didn't wait another two hours. I didn't wait for two days. I immediately got up and changed his nappy. And I just want to tell you, faith is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not maybe. It's not. And if you have, who doesn't have prophetic words? If somebody here doesn't have prophetic word, I'm going to slap you because you should have. <laughs> no, I won't slap you. But <laughs> I, does, who doesn't have a prophetic word? Who does have prophetic Lorraine, that's not true. Um, put up your hands. You have one. What, has everything come to pass yet or not? Not. Do you believe it's going to? Do you really, really, really believe that? Because that's the thing I, 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 I want you to really get into today is that we serve a supernatural God. I went through from the beginning of the Bible. I'm going to um, do it. It's a few weeks teachings, but it's so powerful. And, and I've started with it as much as I possibly can in between, but, but God's gracious, and um, he, I know things are going to start um, happening. That, um, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to go there. So, but what he did every time, supernaturally, and this morning while I was driving, I was thinking, um, I'm driving a car on a tar road. And it's running, it's going, it's going. If I flatten it, it really goes fast. <laughs> and it's supernatural. If you think of it, he gave somebody supernatural wisdom. People think it's them. It's not. It's, it's, it's God giving him those ideas to be able to, to um, and it, it's getting better, isn't it? I mean, in biblical times, they walked. Or they had chariots that were pulled by horses. Now we have, I don't know how many horse-powered cars, isn't it? God does everything better. Am I right? 
Do you agree with me? You know, the rain. It's been raining. I spoke to a farmer this morning. And he said to me, you know, because a few weeks ago, it was, it was getting a little bit dry and the, and the grain was pulling, you know, it was, they were struggling a little bit. And I said to him, it's going to be your best harvest ever. It's going to rain. And he said, yeah, God did his part, but we don't always do ours. And isn't it true? He said, but there's always a, 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 um, a menselijke factor, a, a, a human factor. But I could have preached to him really good this morning, but I didn't because it's fine. You know what? Through my dealings with him every single year, I can see he's getting closer. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. And it's, I don't think it's just me. I mean, but, but I have a part. And, and we have to realize we have a part, but it's, it's by dealing with his finances properly, selling his maize at the best price I can possibly get, um, you know, and, and he, he, he now says to, to other traders that phone him, because they want his stock, and they say, I only trade with, with Renata, and it's only the favor of God, it's, it's, Really, it's only the favor of God. And if the favor of, and I'm, I'm testifying about this, not because I'm so good. It's because God is so good. But I believe he only wants to be good to me. During the night, um, I'll get to this stuff, I promise. <laughs> I, but I'm sure it, it, you're learning, okay? Or if you want to. You know what? I, I'm going to do it now. Um, during the night, I was... After I woke up in, in one, of, one of our feeding sessions, <laughs> um, I couldn't, I was trying to fall asleep, but it was literally the enemy trying to attack my, my mind with um, another company is going to get all your grain this year. You know, because they are in, in the area that I stayed, because I lived on a farm. And they are there, I've heard, they, they're giving the farmers prices and everything. And the whole time, I was like, you know when you're half asleep, but you have, you, have you experienced that? And all these stuff comes into your mind. And I had to really fight it by saying, I'm going to get more maize, more soybeans, more sunflowers, more wheat, more sorghum than I've ever gotten before in my whole trading existence. God's going to open floodgates this year. I will not have room enough to contain it. And I just had to keep on. And then I fell asleep. Because <laughs> I, I remember waking up this morning and I was thinking, I was still thinking about all the maize coming in, you know. And I was like hitting the tonnages, <laughs> you know, like really. And I believe it. Does fear want to come in? Yes. You know. If they offer the, a farmer a better price, he's still going to go with me. But I have to keep on saying it, keep on saying it, keep on saying it, keep on speaking over it and, and believing it. And even if they did it with him, I'm going to get better deals somewhere else. And, and that's how we have to, to be with our bodies. I can testify. I, I was struggling with a pain in my hip, down in my leg, for about eight months. And in the end, I went to the doctor, I prayed, I cast out, I spoke, I 
anointed myself. I let people pray for me. I kept on, but I, I didn't really want it. I just trusted God. So I went to the doctor in the end and they sent me for x-rays. There's nothing, they can find nothing wrong with my hip, with my leg, nothing. And um, suddenly one morning I woke up and I realized I didn't have one pain. It, it, it woke me at night, the pain. And I don't want to take pain medication. We don't like to take medication, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's so bad I couldn't sleep, so I had to. Um, but it's gone. I have no pain. So God, it, it, didn't, it wasn't a miracle. Because if it was a miracle, then it would have been gone immediately. You see, that's what we always want. We want to, the manifestation immediately. But if somebody has pain, I can now relate with that pain all the time. And you believe and you are trusting. And the same with anything that you are trusting for. But it's had to, I had to believe and keep on believing. And, and it, it didn't make... The, the doctor's report didn't make me think, okay, no, I didn't even get, the pain didn't go after the doctor's report. But even if it was a bad report, I would have stood on God, is, is already healed me. I'm already healed. It has to bend its knee. But sometimes um, it's not God that keeps the healing from me. to teach you a lesson or to stretch your faith or that. It's to just persevere. David was anointed as a king long before he came, became king. He had to persevere. He had to first face certain things in his life. And I'm telling you, he conquered that. But stuff in his life, he, he didn't conquer. And he messed up with Bathsheba. And that's what's happening. And that's why many times God just wants us to persevere because he knows what's lying ahead. Because he knows the end from the beginning. And to persevere no matter what. Do I miss it sometimes? Yes, I promise you I do. I really do. <laughs> I wish I was just good. <laughs> but we're not. And I wish everything, not wish, Okay, whatever. But, but that it always just goes smoothly. And, you know, I, we, we trust in God for so much. We trust in God for revival in our churches. We trust in God. And, and that's what I'm going to get to. In the Bible, there were so many supernatural encounters. I mean, Jesus, in Luke 3, verse 22, and uh, 4, verse 1, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And, 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 and not everybody saw it. And there was a voice. There was a voice there. That's a supernatural encounter. <clears throat> and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into where? Into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And if Jesus needed to be filled by the Spirit to fulfill his ministry, how much more do we need it? Isn't it? And it's for everyone. It's not just for a select few. It's for everyone. 
Because without the living spirit in, in us, us, the church is dead. That, that's why we should not quench this working of the Holy Spirit. And I really, I pray that I seek the face of God, that I will not do an agenda. That what God wants me to do, I'll do. Even if it sounds sometimes funny or stupid or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Hey. You know, God, Jesus in Matthew 4 verse 11, angels came and ministered to Jesus after the, the wilderness. Um, in Hebrews 1 verse 14, um, they call the angels ministering spirits. Am I right? I many times say that. I've been praying that the whole morning. I said, God, send your ministering angels to come and minister to us. Sometimes we need, we need, God's got legions of angels. Come and minister to us. Minister to, to our children in, in the United Kingdom. Minister to them. You know, send them godly friends. Um, in Psalm 91 verse 11, for he, God, will command his angels concerning who you, to guard you in all of your ways, in everything. So I always say, thank you, God, that your angels, you're, you are commissioning them to guard me in all of my ways, to guard my children in all of their ways, to guard my grandchildren in all of their ways. And Jesus said in Matthew 26, verse 53, Do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? And what did, what did Jesus say? You will, I have to go. Why? So that you can do better thing, greater things than I've done. Isn't it true? Isn't it true? Angels are real. And, and are a part of our lives. And that's part of the supernatural. I mean, when we, was, when we were ministering, angels entered in. I saw them. They, they entered in. We should use our resources that God gave us. He gave us resources. Use them. Say, God, send your angels, your ministering angels on, out on every CV that I give in. And you keep on doing it. Transfigurations. Jesus in Matthew 17, Jesus was transfigured before the disciples. Moses and Elijah also arrived talking with him. Am I right? Yeah. Was that supernatural? Can you imagine? Yes, yeah, somebody comes. It looks like Moses and, and they're standing there. They know they're Moses and Elijah. They knew it. They knew this is Moses and Elijah. And what did they start, folk? And then a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I'm well pleased. What did, and then we missed that part. Listen to him. Sometimes we want, to, want the manifestation, and I said it last week, but are we listening and, and doing what God is telling us to do? But the disciples got caught up with the manifestation. They were looking at Moses and, and Elijah. You can so easily get distracted. <laughs> and, the, 
And they wanted to most pitch a tent, one for Elijah, one for Moses. And you can go read that story if you don't know it. And when God spoke to them from the cloud, they fell down terrified. But what does Jesus say to them? Rise and have no fear. And then tell no one of the vision. So he told them to do something. Tell no one of the vision. The focus should never be on the manifestation, but on Jesus and what he says. And he says, don't be afraid of the manifestation. Rejoice in it. But don't keep on focusing on the manifestations. Because a miracle, like I said, um, Andrew Womack teaches that so well. I don't know if some of you went to listen. There's a difference between a miracle and a blessing. The miracle will not sustain you, but the blessing does. Healings and there's so many healings if you go and check it in the in, in the word. I we once did a study with, with Pastor Henry of just all the healings that Jesus did, Jesus himself in the in the New Testament. Only those. And what he did and how every single one was different. Every single one was different. There was not one that was the same. Huh? How you see? And that's why when we pray for somebody, sometimes they say, your faith has healed you to the lady who touched his, the hem of his garment. And, and, and sometimes we need faith. Because sometimes people, that, that's not even given their hearts to God, gets healed, got healed. Because everywhere Jesus went, everybody got healed. They didn't have faith in him. They didn't even know him. So sometimes just the anointing and, and on your life can heal a person and then they came saved. That's what happens in the Acts. Uh, um, let me quickly go through this. Other signs and wonders. Jesus commands a storm to stop in Mark. Then, of course, he walks on the water in Matthew. The resurrection. That was amazing supernatural miracles, supernatural encounters. And in the Old Testament, there's many. I'll, I'll get to that. In Hebrews 1 verse 7 says that God makes the angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. Now God has really been speaking to me about that in Acts, in Acts 2. Um, tongues of fire manifested on the day of Pentecost. So I believe they were filled with the Holy Spirit, but there was ministering angels ministering to them. And when that happened, what happened? There was mass evangelism, wasn't it? There was mass evangelism. How? By the Holy Spirit and the tongues of fire. People saw it. And people, they, they started speaking in other tongues. But you see, we, we're ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Um... They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance in Acts 2 verse 4. Afterwards, marvelous things happened, including a mass evangelism. Because 3,000 people was added to the church in that day. Now, I'm trusting God that when we get together, there will be such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that nobody will get the glory except God, not the one preaching in the front, not the one 
praying, or, but that, that the, the Spirit of God, when people walk in here, or where we walk, will start to move in such a powerful way that people will know, but know, but know. This can only be God. That is the supernatural that I am seeking. I don't know about you. I don't want the glory. Really, I want people to step in here that nobody will preach. They will fall under the power of God. They will be filled with the Holy Spirit. They will be set free and delivered. Wherever they go, people will fall to their knees and, 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 and receive the Holy Spirit and worship God without anybody saying a word. Isn't that amazing? That'll be, don't, man, can you imagine that? You know, we, we, we're so busy putting people on pedestals. And, and you know, I've seen it over and over again. And when, when that person, then, then, then witchcraft and all of that stuff starts to manifest. And I see it. I see it. I'm telling you, I see it. And then you're in rebellion. And then all, I want to say a bad word starts to, to um, no, I'm not going to say it, but then all dung starts to manifest the way the Bible says it, so I can say that word. It's true. I, I see it. And then people want to justify it. But they, they're great women and men of God. You cannot justify it. It's wrong. And then, then, then they come with that story, don't judge us. Really? There's a measuring staff. We have a measuring staff, and it's the word. And if you're a man and woman of God, and, and, and you are do doing something wrong, and you come to me, then I'm going to tell you, hey, you're busy with witchcraft. And if you take offense, it's your problem. Because we don't realize, when we start manipulating, intimidating, dominating, and doing stuff like that, you are busy with witchcraft. Stop it. And, 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 and people are asking me stuff and, and saying, you cannot read people's mind. Show me the scripture in the Bible. It's out of the pit of hell. It's not the truth. It's witchcraft. You are using um, familiar spirits to do that. Ishan. I'm tramping on toes today. I'm sorry, but you know what? I don't know why God gives me this stuff. It's not here. You can come read my notes. I'm sorry, but it's, it's that, you see, only truth sets us free. And I know they use that scripture, but Jesus knew what they were thinking. Because they knew they, they were thinking like the law. He wasn't reading their minds. Not even the enemy can read your mind. So now I have to start look, getting into people's mind. That's not, it, it's wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Now I don't know where I'm where. The believers were filled with the spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. See, I once got a prophetic word. I was just saved. And um, the, this, this prophet said to me, um, you don't take a prophetic word from everybody, anybody. 
And the word I'm going to give you right now, you're going to search and you're going to take your sword and you're going to go through the, every single word and see if it is what God is saying. You're going to take your Bible and you're going to dissect this word and, uh, with your two-edged sword. Um, and he said, but keep on preaching and prophesying. And I mean, I was still so young in the word and in the ministry with boldness. He said, some people are going to say you are arrogant, but stay arrogant, but not an ugly arrogance. And, and I know sometimes I come over very strong. I know, but just hear my heart. I want everybody. And every time I sit here, I firstly preach to myself that we will be accountable and stay with the word. Because that's the most important thing. And many times, well, not many times, but I, I sometimes reach out to Apostle David and I say to him, Apostle David, I'm unsure about this. And the other day I said to him, and he said he listens to our stuff. And if we are off, he'll tell me. We have to be accountable. And I'm accountable to each and every one of you sitting here. We have to be accountable. In Acts 4 verse 31, Peter falls, that's Acts 10, 9 to 11, sorry, Peter falls into a trance and God gives him a vision that opens the gospel to the Gentiles. Isn't it about the sheet and all of that stuff? When Peter brings this gospel to Cornelius and his household, the spirit falls on them all. It didn't skip one. He didn't lay hands on them and say, receive the Holy Spirit. Isn't it? There must have been a visible manifestation of some sort. Well, that's my interpretation. I can be wrong. So please, if you don't see it in the word, just because everybody wanted to be baptized. His whole household. Isn't it? So something about Cornelius must have been different. And that's what I say. I want to be different. I want to, I want to, uh, that is my heart. But you see, that's why we have to come together. We have to come together and, 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 and minister to each other and, and pray for each other. And sometimes you get something and, and, and you have to really listen and listen to what the Spirit is saying. If the Spirit is saying, you shut up, you don't say one word, you just pray. Because <laughs> sometimes our mouth runs away with us. Sometimes we have to say stuff and sometimes we mustn't. And even if you don't agree with stuff, I, uh, something happened in the week and, and I was like, of my husband. I was just telling him. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, you have to love that person. I said, but I don't like them. He said, it's okay. Just love them. I said, okay. I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. Bless that person. Bless them with wisdom and insight and true revelation. You know what? If somebody says to me, only say, for instance, um, 
Say, for instance, we have a meeting, and I say, the only people that has to come to the meeting is people over 50 years old. Okay? Just in case. You know, I'm just using an example. Now, a lot of young guys pitch up and this and that. Then I'm not going to think, oh, okay, you know, they, at least they're faithful. No, I didn't invite you, go. We have to start to listen. Because I see it happens, and then people submit to that thing. And it's, it's, it's mighty men and women of God, and then they allow it. They say, this is the rules, this is the rule. They start with it, this is the rule. And then stuff happens, and then I see, but they're not standing with their rule that they put there. Does it make sense to you guys? Stay with what God tells you to do. Don't bend it or justify it like you are, even if it's hard. It's hard sometimes, I know. And believe me, I miss it. I know. But we try to do it better every time. We must just keep on trying. Because I really believe we're going to start moving into the supernatural and into the manifestations like never before. But we mustn't stay with a manifestation. We must grow in grace and love and, 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 and you know, keep on and, and pushing in and pushing through. That was Acts 10.44. There must have been a visible, I did say that. Peter also had an angelic encounter in Acts 12 verse 7. Philip is given instruction from an angel in Acts 8.26. And the spirit directs him to speak to someone specific. He gave him also, on that, in that street, there you have to go. You can go and read it. I can't, it's just too much. Okay? For, I have to finish up. Anyway. Philip is even carried away, teleported, it seems, by the Spirit supernaturally afterwards. Because they said, Philip, he was there and then he wasn't. I'm, I trust God for stuff like that. Huh? But not, you know, then some people will say, but then you, it, it's witchcraft and all of that stuff. It's It's biblical. I don't know where he went, but, and if it was in, but he was gone, you know. If, is God the same yesterday, today, and forever? He is. Is his promises yes and amen? So if he did it in, the, in all of these, New Testament, I just took the New Testament. I haven't even gotten to the Old Testament yet. I'll have to carry on. Paul Paul lived in revelatory, so in revelation, seeing and the hearing realm. And that's what I want to pray with us, for us today. Not only was the supernatural a part of his life from day one of being born again, but he was also caught up into the third heaven. And that's all scripture, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 2. And caught up into paradise, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 3 and 4. When he heard inexplicable, Inexplicable, sorry, inexplicable things that were not lawful for him to utter. 
He didn't allow his lack of understanding to prevent sorry, his experience. All that comes to earth has come from heaven. Isn't it true? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. But not all in heaven has come to earth. There is more. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 2 to 4, he also did not boast about his encounters. He simply says, I know a man showing humility. So that's what I want to pray for us today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that God, you did it for Paul. Lord, humble us if need be. But let us really operate in such humility and humbleness. Let us not be wisecracks and think we know better. That we can learn from babes. But Lord, give us such revelation, such insight, such wisdom, encounters with you, some that we will not be able to utter. It's okay. But Father, let your kingdom come. Let it come on earth as it is in heaven. Father, let it come. We are petitioning your throne of mercy and grace this morning. And we enter in with boldness. God, you, you promised. And we stand on your promises. Thank you, God, that you fill us afresh in you with more, more of your spirit, more of you, more of your love. Lord, let us increase for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Touch our hearts. Touch our lips. Give us seeing eyes and, and hearing ears. Let us truly listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. In, our, in such humility, Father. Let us truly serve the way you want us to serve. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.